exactly do we solve Latina equal pay or equal pay in general? That is a discussion we are having with this month's Reina crew. So stay put, keep listening as that is coming right up. Need a judgment-free zone when it comes to your financial life? Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for today's Latina who typically thinks English but feels her Latina culture through and through. I am your host, Jen Hempel, and each week we have down-to-earth money conversations from people in La Comunidad Latina that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. Lista? Let's do it. Hello, ¿cómo estás? It's me, your host, Jen Hemphill. And if you are listening to the episode the day it's released, it will be exactly the day after Latina Equal Pay Day, which in the year 2019 was marked for November 20th. Now, you will notice that this month we have been touching up on the subject And today we will be chatting with this month's Reina crew all about this. In this episode, we're going to discuss the impact from the movement towards equal pay amongst the big names. We're also going to discuss potential first steps towards equal pay, as well as this month's Reina crew will give their thoughts as to why the gender wage got larger this year instead of shrinking amongst the Latina subgroup of women. Let me share with you a little bit about this month's Reina crew. We have Claudia Romo Edelman, who is a social entrepreneur, an inspiring data-driven speaker, and a determined catalyst for positive change. A recognized speaker, media contributor, and advocate, Claudia is a leader for diversity, inclusion, and equity focused on unifying the U.S. Hispanic community and promoting sustainability and purpose-driven activities, particularly within brands, tech, and creative industries. With an extraordinary background with global organizations, included the United Nations, UNICEF, and the World Economic Forum, she has collaborated and worked on humanitarian causes for 25 years with organizations such as RED, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, and the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria. Claudia is the founder of the We Are All Human Foundation, a New York-based nonprofit foundation dedicated to advancing the agenda of diversity, inclusion, and equity through developing and hosting regional and local events, conducting research, and developing research pieces and publications, creating content, and corporate activation. Then we have Pam Covarrubias. She is dynamically skilled as an intuitive brand builder, podcaster, speaker, certified crystal healer, and recovering procrastinator. She primarily spends her time elevating small businesses by helping them develop their brand in intuitive ways while also staying true to their unique story. Throughout her diverse career, Pam learned the importance of branding and positioning in an ever-changing market. She utilizes her natural skills as a highly intuitive and creative human and as a strategic marketer to develop systems that help individuals accomplish their intentions. She brilliantly blends creativity and practicality to help her clients achieve success. Pam's mission is to spread ideas, move people. As a creator, speaker, mentor, and visionary, she strives to bring products, support, insight, and accountability to those 
around her. Lista? You ready? Vamos a conocer these reinas of their money. We're going to go meet this month's reina crew. Bienvenidas. We are here with this month's reina crew. I'm excited to have you ladies here. So we've got two fantastic ladies with us. So Pam, tell us a little bit about what you do. Hi, I'm honored to be here today. I'm Pam Covarrubias. I am a productivity coach because I'm a recovering procrastinator, so I help people get things done. <laughs> I am intuitive brand builder, and I host Cafe Con Pam podcast. So with the branding, I help people create their brands from within. We explore a lot of who they are, and then we build a brand from that information. And for the procrastinators, I help them get things done through my Power Sisters Method program. And then I host Cafe Con Pam, which is the place where I interview Latinos, Latinx, and people of color that are doing amazing things. Love it. And Claudia, you've been a guest on the podcast. And since I have evolved when the podcast was called Su Dinero Importa, and now we are here on Her Dinero Matters, very similar, but just more in English. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. It's great to be with you. I can't wait to actually make it to the Café con Pam podcast once. I love that. My name is Claudia Romo Edelman. I am the founder of the We Are All Human Foundation, an organization devoted to advancing equity, diversity, and inclusion, really laser focused on advancing the Hispanic community and making sure that we're seen, heard, and valued the way that we deserve. Love it. So we are here to discuss Latina equal payday, and I'm excited to dive into this topic. I know with you, Claudia, the equity and, uh, and really you are such a big advocate for Latinos and Pam, you're a big advocate for Latinos just in a different realm. And so I wanted to ask you the first question, Pam, that I wanted to ask was, We've seen a movement with these big companies that they say, I'm, we're going to address equal payday and they're on board. But have you seen anything or what have you seen come out of this? Because I know last year there was Starbucks. I can't remember the other names of like some big name companies that had initiatives that say, yes, we're working on addressing this equal pay. And what are your thoughts, Pam? Well, I'm not in the corporate world, so I don't have a lot of personal information that I can share about me, my story. But I think it's a step. I mean, I don't think we're there. I think I still hear a lot of my friends that still work in corporate that feel that they're still not getting fair wages. And a lot, I think, has to do with the transparency of the company. Because one of the things is that, yeah, they can do, they can say, they can publish for the PR. But at the end of the day is how are the employees really feeling, right? So I think them announcing it and saying and they're taking a step that's cool but it really is not going to happen until until it really happens until the people are getting what they deserve to get absolutely i agree and claudia what are your thoughts have you what have you seen come out of this especially with you being out there and advocating for the latino community i would say that the situation for equal pay worldwide for women has you know like i'm i'm very involved in that in that gender area in general, and and has not changed much. There is, has been a lot of discussion, but I haven't seen the pay rise. So it's like, let's talk, pay more time. And, and this is when 
you know, like at the global levels, you're seeing women paid 29 cents less than a man in, in the same job. And that situation has moved around. You have not seen more women in corporate positions. There's a lot of discussion of gender. So I am positive about how all of us on the world are going to have a breakthrough, but we're not seeing it yet. When it comes to Latinas, Latinas create small businesses six times faster than any other group in America, where 50% of all the, every entrepreneur from Hispanics in America, we don't only create jobs, we also grow them. The growth of entrepreneurs in America has gone 70%, where non-Hispanic businesses have shrunk 2% in a period of time. So what we're seeing is Latinas are hardworking and entrepreneurs and kick ass. And nevertheless, when it comes to corporate America, we don't have any sense of equal, equal pay. When I was talking about 29 cents for women in general, global, globally, Latinas are the least paid of every single group in America. We're 43 cents of the dollar. And that is dramatic. But when the reason why I mentioned entrepreneurs before and Latinas is because that's a great path for us to explore. If corporations, if our nature is not come and bark and bite in, when it comes to asking uh, for a raise of salary, and we nevertheless, in order to compensate, work two to three journeys, maybe the path that we should be looking is, how do we get wealth ourselves? How do we actually encourage more Latinas to take control of their lives and be entrepreneurs and being able to not only start businesses, but to scale them and scale them more from the two to three employees that we are right now to, you know, like passing the $1 million. And that implies financial literacy and access to capital. So I think that in equal payday, I would say for our Latinas, we one need to make sure that we understand our power. Our power is immense. We're many in the States. We're 60 million. Half of them are uh, Latinas. We're entrepreneurs. We're hardworking. We're optimists and aspirational and professional. So any company should be praying for us to be working for them because we're amazing. But we have to actually recognize that we're the least paid of the chain. And it's not the lack of work. It's not the lack of skill. It's the lack of advocacy, self-advocacy. So we have to group. Uh, we have to understand our power. And then we have to group and take three women so that we can actually have a conversation at the corporate level. If you don't have three Latinas together, they will never keep up. And the other way is like explore your entrepreneurial spirit. And just like if you are thinking that your company is too big or too rigid or too something and you have an entrepreneurial spirit, there are more and more companies that care about helping small businesses and entrepreneurs grow. There's more and more banks that are seeing the dollar in our, you know, like in our growth. And so they're going to be willing to accompany more and more Latinas. So I would say just wake up, drink the Kool-Aid, we're powerful and we should deserve more. Love it. And I know some things that you said was self-advocacy uh, and really embracing the growth of entrepreneurship amongst our community and how people should want to work with us and give us more pay and so forth. And that's something that I know for me personally, like one of my beliefs with equal pay for women in, in general and Latinas is that the same along about the self-advocacy. And I think that work for me, it starts from within. And you also mentioned financial literacy. Hello. <laughs> I, that's, uh, I'm big on that. But it's about really understanding, yes, uh, the getting vocal and saying, yes, equal pay. We got to have equal pay for women, Latinas, for all women. But it's also understanding and working from within 
what is the vision for your life? Because if you're clear from within and understand that, you're going to understand one, your vision and two, what you need, and you're able to better advocate for yourself, right? So I think for me, that's important. Now, if I'll start with you, Pam. If you were given the task to solve equal pay for women, where would you start and how would you go about doing it? That's a big task. That's an exciting task. It is. I don't know. I think the first thing, yeah, totally. I think the first thing I would do is to do transparent wages. If I had big corporations, I would mandate that wages would be 100% transparent because it happened to me when I was in corporate, I was handling payroll and I could see that other women, white women were making more money than I was. And I was processing their payroll. I was doing more things that they were doing. And so because there's this thing that you can't discuss pay or whatever, I would completely demolish that and allow wages to be 100% transparent and public. So there's no questioning them who's making what and how much. And I would educate women 100% on the financial literacy. And I would create a, a healing program because to me, I think a lot of the what happens with women not advocating for themselves is limiting beliefs that we have that it's trauma. It's generational trauma that we are carrying for generations and generations that we work for the man and the man is more than us and whatnot. So I would really help women understand that they are enough, that they're worth making more money and they're worth making the same money as the white man does. That's where I would start. And then I would offer healthcare. I would offer daycare. I mean, all of the things, but that's where I would start. That would be the first thing I, I would say. I love it. How about you, Claudia? Look, I've been talking particularly in the last year and the last months. I've been talking to corporations in daily basis because we launched this corporate tool called the Hispanic Promise in January. And the Hispanic Promise is a promise to hire, promote, retain, and celebrate Hispanics in the workplace. And the promise was launched because of the data that indicates that 76% of Hispanics have to pretend to be someone they are not in the workplace. And that is a dramatic number because if you have to leave your best self at home in order to bring someone you don't even know to work, you're leaving the passion, the intensity, the hard work that you are. And that applies to Hispanics and to Latinas and Latinos equally. And in talking to these corporations, I realized that, man, we are like the hot ticket, literally like with unemployment being so low. Hispanics being so young and so hardworking, migration being so controlled, the war for talent is going to be incredible. And corporations have to make it explicitly friendly environments for us to be able to say, I want to work with you. The situation has changed dramatically. We are going to be 60 out of the next 100 million young people in America. We will have the choice. We will have the power. We will say, I like you or I don't. I work for you or I don't. Are you Hispanic friendly or not? So for me, it's all about equipping ourselves to know and be skilled and be educated in the tasks that we will need, in the jobs that will be created in the future today and in the future. Uh, 60% of the jobs of the future are not existing yet. You know, like, so we, with artificial intelligence, we will have to be prepared to have that, you know, like training that we need. I would actually, like Pam, start by not only me being very strategic about, like, where are the jobs that Latinos need to get? 
so that we procure ourselves and educate ourselves there. We're not in tech. We need to be in tech. We're not, you know, like software engineers. We need to get more into STEM. We need more people in procurement. We need more people leading foundations. And once you have a plan, then I would actually put a lot of my emphasis on training and educating. And that includes financial literacy. And that includes, you know, like making sure that you catch people before they start a business or start like what they flunk or they don't grow. I think that equal pay will not be so much of a a response from the corporations as much as the preparedness of the community. I have a I have a, a, an economic theory that I just learned recently, that I just heard recently, that it's fascinating. It's called the tortilla effect. Have you heard of that? I haven't. Have you? It's, I love it. So the tortilla effect is that, you know, like tortillas used to be in an aisle of the supermarket really far away. And that uh, were, you know, like the exotic food products or the Mexican corner, whatever it was. And now it, it has moved. And it transported itself from the funny aisle, the last aisle, to the mainstream aisle where the bread is. Tortilla has dropped. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. The store and now it's mainstream where the bread is. And that tortilla effect normally happens through two things. Either the owner of a store goes and says, I'll impose one product to move it from one aisle to the other, or the consumers demand. And it's so demanding that, you know, like people are not using tortillas only for tacos, for wraps, for uh, snacks, for whatever, so that they have to, they push the market forward. And I think that we have to look at equal pay in two ways where we're putting pressure on the top, or we're also putting, uh, you know, like we're driving uh, the market from bottom up. I love that because that also, it made me think with the tortilla effect, and you also mentioned that astounding uh, stat about 76% of Latinos, they have to, they feel like they have to pretend what they aren't. Because you think back to early, um, I don't know, early 1900s or mid 1900s, where when people, Latinos, let's say in Texas or those states, they, they were forbidden to speak Spanish in their house. They pretended or quote unquote, pretended not to be Latino because of that fear of whether racism or being negated something. So it's interesting that what you said with the tortilla effect too, because you're right, it's either the owner or the consumer. The thing here, Jen, is that things are changing. Mm-hmm. I cannot emphasize it enough. The numbers are there. We've never been so ready. We've never seen so many. We've never had so much power. Now it's the time for the tortilla to push up and for the owners to have to do it. And what, what we need to understand is that Latinas are ready for wealth. We're ready to have money and kick ass. What we need is just to make sure that we understand that this is a time that we have to come and grab. And that is very, very important for us as a Hispanic community to act as a community so that if you hire, you hire from each other. If you mentor, you mentor each other. If you're going to buy, buy from each other. This is time to be community. And the other thing is we have to change the way that we see ourselves and be proud. We're freaking making this country. We're, mm. the, we're the middle class of America. We're saving it from stagnation. We're creating all the future jobs. So there's nothing to be anything but celebrate that we're rocking and that, you know, like 
God bless America, thanks to Hispanics. So it's time for us to actually drink the Kool-Aid of our power and start asking for what we deserve, which is equal pay, equal opportunity, and actually uh, you're welcome, country, you know, like we're making you big. I love that. I love that. Now, Pam, let's talk about this past year. So we talked about already how Latinas have the largest gender wage gap. And this year, the celebration of Latina equal pay is later on in November. It's moved, meaning the gap is larger. So what, why do you think this, I mean, do you have an insight in the year why it became larger or what are your thoughts? Because if we're advancing, right, we, what are your thoughts on this? Because that had me perplexed. I mean, there could be different because the gender wage gap is also about women leaving their jobs to take care of loved ones or their kids. I've done that. (laughs) Things that are just for other reasons, but I'm just curious your thoughts on this. Well, I don't have, maybe Claudia will have the numbers because I don't, I don't do the statistics, (laughs) Right, right. but I think what I'm feeling is that Latinas are growing. So we probably got more Latinas in the workforce and therefore, and because there's no financial literacy, they don't know how to negotiate for wages. So maybe more women are working and because like the number just kind of got skewed. I also think we need a lot of healing to do. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough because, and healing comes with financial literacy, with emotional trauma that we have, because I lived it, right? I didn't know how to advocate for myself because I had a lot of traumas in my head that didn't, I didn't believe that I could make more money. And so until it wasn't until I worked on it that I was able to negotiate more and I've helped other women do it. So I think maybe the gap, I think it comes because we still need to empower each other more, I think. There's still the need for more education and and us bringing each other up and hiring more Latina women and really leveraging each other because why not? Absolutely. And what are your thoughts, Claudia? Just like looking at data, right? It is actually not a going down on the contrary. It's just like stagnation because we're finishing more high school. So what happened before is that we were dropping out of high school in order to go back to work to help our parents and our grandparents. And we're not doing that anymore as a fact. It's only 10% of Hispanics that have a dropout of of high school, which contrary to like a couple of years ago, 30%, that's massive. So it's just a moment, you know, like we probably are like making less money because we're studying more, but we're going to pick up even more. Remember that we're fighters and that we have we have the, the social mobility, the fastest social mobility of all the country. So Latinos, Hispanics, Latinas, the driving force of that, have moved 45% of Hispanics in the last 10 years from low income to middle income. That's crazy. I mean, that, that is like not even China has those levels of like, we're going to be okay. We just have to do a couple of the things that Pam and you have mentioned, which is one, drink the Kool-Aid of our power. Two, educate ourselves and pronounce yourself. Manifest you want wealth. Manifest that you want, you know, like that you want more and that deserve more. And I am single focus on now changing the perception of the Hispanic community, not only because we need the rest of the country to value us and see us, but also because it affects us. There is this standard, uh, the Stanford Research Study that is fascinating to me when, when you have an Asian woman that is going to take a math test and you tell her, 
confront her with the fact that she's a woman before the math test, she's going to perform middle. When you confront her to the task, to the fact that she's Asian, she's going to overperform that because her perception of herself and the collective is that she's brilliant in math. We have to come to that place where we have a perception of ourselves that is we work hard, we deliver, we can do more so that whenever we're confronted with the fact that we're Hispanics, we overperform, which is, you know, like something that is putting us down right now. So I think that having all of us in the mindset of we're we're proud, we have to be together, like we have to be proud, we have to be together and we have incredible contributions to this country, it will help us actually to give us a self-confidence to go and negotiate a better pay and a better life. I love that. And I agree with that. And do you think, Claudia, just adding on to what you just said, do you think it's the stereotype of Latinas that we see in media? So for example, uh, in movies and, and TV, you and it's changing, obviously, over the year, but the stereotype is, we are housekeepers, which there's nothing wrong with that. A job is a job. But we don't see it in media, uh, Latinas, an executive, when we see them in movies, an executive level position of those type of things. Of course, we see like J-Lo, <laughs> Latinas like that. But do you feel a part of that? Because you mentioned with Asians, when they, they know their culture and they're, they're perceived as those overachievers, do you feel it has to do a little bit of that? A stereotype that you're like one thousand percent. I I have a huge problem in people portraying us as housekeepers because we're housekeepers and cooks and builders, but also astronauts and academics and business owners and right. podcasters and uh, you know like astronauts and we're everything. So either you portray us in everything or you portray us in nothing. And right. we're eighteen percent of the population, but only one percent of all the television programming where 18% of the population, but only 1% in boards, only 1% in tech, we're 18% of the population, but less than 4% in any media. And when we're portrayed in media, we're badly portrayed. They portray us as criminals, pizza deliverers, and waiters. And we're by far more than that. So we deserve to have a voice. We're 18% of the population. We should have 18% of the roles, 18% of the dialogues, 18% of the voices. And that is the massive change that needs to happen. But here's the good news. The good news is we already have the jobs. We already have, you know, like what we need is to shine a light, to let the Hispanic stars shine because we're stars. We just need the cloud to move out so that we can put the light that we are in everything that we're doing. So for me, this is a campaign that shouldn't take too long, but that we should all embrace because that's who we are, stars. Love it, love it. So any parting thoughts, Pam, let's start with you, because this has been a fantastic conversation. Just to piggyback on all the comments, right? I think the only way to advance, and I'm a firm believer of it, is to support each other. Buy from Latina-owned businesses. Go support your local restaurants. Go to the pop-up shops and buy from there. When the holidays are coming up, please prioritize your holiday presence from Latina-owned businesses. I try to do that as much as possible. Yeah, because otherwise, how else are we going to grow? You see, I noticed that in, for example, the Indian community or the Asian communities, they buy from each other. They don't buy from anyone else. And look how tight they are. So we, I think we need to start doing that and really understanding that we can do, we can do whatever we want. We just have to get that mindset in check. And yeah, well, we are not represented in media listen to my podcast because I bring in a lot of people that are doing awesome things. <laughs> and that's the point, right? Own more media. 
Mm-hmm. Let's, let's control our media totally. Yeah. And that's why I do this, this podcast, because my mission is yes, financial education. Absolutely. But it's highlighting Latinas like you all, because we need those examples. And, you know, I might highlight superstars or big names like you, I might highlight someone that doesn't feel in my eyes, they're a superstar, but that doesn't feel like maybe it's their first podcast, maybe they're not even a business owner. But the really the purpose is to highlight as many Latinas, because when we see people that look like us, and when we're able to connect with some aspect of their story, and they and they can think that the person who's listening right now can think she gets me, I've been in her shoes. That's when we're able to feel more, uh, not even belonging is the right word, but just a connection, right? So awesome. Any party words from you, Claudia? I would say drink the Kool-Aid. We're powerful. Look at the mirror, believe it, and then show the mirror to someone else because that's our obligation for our family, for our friends. Just talk to them about the numbers. We're powerful. Drink the Kool-Aid. Number two, take someone with you. Buy from each other. I uh, 1,000% agree with Pam. There's absolutely no way that we can do a better job for the community than supporting each other in every way. And the third, I would say, there's a special place in heaven, my grandmother would say, for women that support each other. So Latinas, hold each other and let's get this boat rolling. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, again, for being here. I've really, truly enjoyed the conversation and definitely learned a lot from you because even though I'm in this space, I'm always, no joke, every single time I do an interview or, or a panel, I learn something. I learn something new. So thank you so much for being here, for your leadership, uh, and for sharing all the things you did today. Wasn't that a fascinating discussion? What would you add to the conversation? For me, it confirmed to the strength and potential solutions that we as Latinas have, as women have for these big issues like equal pay are fascinating, they're strong, they're doable, at least at a starting point, right? If you want to connect with Claudia, you can go to weareallhuman.org. And with Pam, you can go to her Instagram over at Cafe Con Pam Podcast. I will definitely have these links in the show notes, especially if you can't get to a computer or you're driving, you're not able to connect with them right away. So just make sure to go to today's show notes. Now, this week's Reina of the Week is Kashi as she had, to her surprise, more money this month, which meant extra money for her holiday shopping, which she wasn't expecting. So what could this mean? This could mean that she spent less, right? That she spent less this month than normal, and she was diligent on her expenses. If you want to nominate someone who you feel should be recognized, you can submit your nomination over at jenhemphill.com forward slash reina of the week. Remember, this mujer, this woman can be anybody and doesn't have to be someone who is currently listening to this podcast because let's face it, just the fact of being recognized feels good because even though we may feel we're not making progress, but we're working. So why not be recognized from the work that we're putting in? Because that gives us inspiration and motivation to keep pressing forward. Now, I do need a favor from you. And if you haven't done so already, 
If you're not aware of, I am doing a survey. Every year I do a survey to collect some demographic information about you. It will take maybe seven, maybe 10 minutes, depending on how much information you put in there, on how quick uh, you are to fill it out. And by simply submitting your answers, you will be put in a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift card. Just think, that can be some holiday money, instant holiday money to spend on you or on a family member or friend. To fill out the survey, you can go to jenhemphill.com forward slash podcast survey, and that will be in today's show notes as well. Next week, we will meet Kara Perez, who found herself not making much money and also with not much support in dealing with a lot of debt. She shares what she did about it and so much more. If you haven't noticed or haven't heard, I recently have partnered up with Himalaya, which is a podcast listening app that I have absolutely loved and the team behind it. They are just absolutely phenomenal people. If you aren't already, be sure to listen to this podcast on the Himalaya app. It's free. You can use this link, which is himalaya.com forward slash dinero or dinero, just in case. And what's so cool about it is that you can not only create playlists, but it gives you recommendations of podcasts just based on your interests. And the playlists are pretty cool because let's say you're listening to this podcast or another financial podcast, and right now you're focused on debt, let's say, and there's some episodes on this podcast that solely focus on debt. You can select those episodes along with episodes from other podcasts. So that way, what you're listening to is solely on that subject of debt. So that is an awesome feature of their app. Another thing is that I will be hanging out in there with a new edition of this podcast called The Cafecito Lounge. It's only $7.99 a month. That's $7.99 a month. And by joining The Cafecito Lounge, only found on the Himalaya app, you will have access to open office hours to ask me your pressing money questions a deeper discussion on the latest episode and our monthly money challenges. You can get a trial run, a free trial run for the first 30 days by using the code DINERO. So that is the code DINERO. Again, to download the app, you can go to Himalaya.com forward slash DINERO so they know that I sent you and just use the code DINERO if you want to try out the Cafecito Lounge, which is going to be a ton of fun. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank the Reina crew. I want to thank Claudia. I want to thank Pam for joining us, for sharing all the goods that they shared today, for being so transparent, for being so passionate, for just the knowledge that they have. Be sure to check out the show notes on where to find both Claudia and Pam over at jenhempel.com forward slash 197. And also don't forget, if you love this episode or this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend, family member, coworker, or even a stranger. Nunca se sabe, you never know when someone is in pain in their financial life and just the sheer sharing of this podcast or episode may be the push or inspiration they need to move forward. Until then, stay consistent on those money actions and habits so you can not only be the reina of your money, but love your dinero more. You've got this. Tú puedes. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. I will talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.